just a baby here today Like the scary old man on Indiana Jones And he just was me He'll make you laugh and he'll make you cry But just from laughing Cause he's that kind of guy He's T-Ro But he ain't no Dino That's for sure Got a quick wit, but his body is slow. He's zero. Fly ball center field. This will end it. Spikerman is there, and you can unhitch the wagon. The Sooners pick up a huge win on day one of the Big 12 tournament, and they beat the Cowboys to get it. Final score on Wednesday night in Arlington. It's Oklahoma 9 and Oklahoma State 5. Where's that Sooner magic now, baby? Where's that Sooner magic now? Good morning. Get inside. Get inside. Take shelter. It's a dub for the Sooners last night here in Arlington. They Wins beat the feel Cowboys. so much better than losses. I agree with that. I agree with that, TJ. Oh, man, 9-5 to five last night. Sooners over the Pokes, over the Pokes here in Arlington. OU into the winner's bracket where they get the Raiders red tonight, 7.30. It is an ESPNU broadcast tonight. And uh, it does not appear, TJ, that the uh, the dude that was here calling games last year was not invited back. This looks to be like frontline. I saw Clay Matvick and uh, Mike Rooney here calling games last night. Uh, legitimate broadcasters, so uh, that's good. They're really pushing the Plus uh, subscriptions for this tournament, though, huh? I, I knew that a lot of them were on Plus. I didn't realize how many were on ESPN Plus and very curious with some of the choices they made yesterday on the U rather than have the later games. Yeah, like last night. I guess the only the first game yesterday was on the U. Yes. Yes. The other three were on the plus. Right. And last night on the U, they were replaying the TCU K State game while the OU OSU game was going on. Correct. <laughs> Today, first two on plus. The last two games, the winners bracket games are on ESPN U. Then uh everything Friday and Saturday is plus. And then the championship game is on you on Sunday. So, yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but you tonight. And, of course, radio. We got the broadcast starting with a pregame show at 7. We'll see. Somewhere in that in that three-hour vicinity is when we'll start the broadcast. I'm going tonight. to need it to be at 7. Otherwise, I'm going to accidentally kick, kick, uh, kick to the Cardinals. So, can we please make sure that happens? No, don't, please. Uh, I'm going to give out right now. Everybody get a pen and paper. I'm going to give you T.J. Perry's cell phone number, and if anything ever happens wrong uh, during a baseball game, I want you to, to call him, okay, and not me. All right, everybody ready? 405-555-DORK. All right. That's hey. uh, T.J.'s cell phone. Hey. Uh, if that one doesn't work, try 555. That's not N- how you spell stud. N-E-R-D. Try that one. That one might work, too. A very wise person has been texting me regarding uh, OU's postseason chances, TJ. And they said, maybe, and hear me out on this, 
maybe we should be rooting for Texas today to eliminate uh, Kansas State. And uh, that way, maybe Kansas State misses the tournament. Which, wouldn't that be something? That would be something. Don't you think that... I mean, I know... Hmm. So, let me give you some K-State stats here. Okay. K-State, this morning, is at 57 in the RPI. They, at one point, were in second place. And that's why they were a lock to make it in. Because, I mean, they're in second place in the Big 12. But they fell down the stretch... They ended up being the five seed in this tournament, not the two seed, the five seed. And they're 57 now in the RPI. And if they lose again today, they would have gone 0-2 in Arlington. Let me see what they would have done down the stretch here altogether. I know they lost 2-3 of to TCU. So they have lost now. They've lost five of their last six. So it would be six of their last seven if they lost today. What do you think? I mean, uh, I know it's well, so they've made it difficult head. on themselves for sure. The, the RPI is not good enough. Um, I mean, they they have swept OU, so head to head, that's an advantage. But I'm I'm saying, like, just in general, if this bubble gets tight and K State loses today, like they might be the bottom team now. Yeah, you, well, I'm yeah, I'm not going to argue this too much. You know, it's not going to hurt my feelings if they lose. So, I'm just saying, like that came out of nowhere, and the and the texter makes a good point. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I can't pull myself to ever root for Texas in anything, but maybe it's not the worst thing in the world if they win today and put K State in a precarious spot. It's a, it's an excellent point by the texter. Here's another point the texter made, who is a very wise texter. Uh, winning tonight is important, obviously, for every reason for OU, but one of them is it evens it up with Tech. And no longer, if it comes down to a conversation between OU and Tech, do they have an upper hand. The series would then be 2-2 this year between OU and Tech, so... Just another little nugget there to add to the importance of tonight's game. Hearing from a Texas fan now that says we should all be rooting for Texas to win this tournament to help OU sweep look that much more impressive. That's a Texas fan? (laughs) That's a Texas fan. Yeah. Uh, Tell the Texas fan to stick it in their ear, TJ. Hey, stick it in your ear, Steve. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Hey, let's talk a little softball, TJ. Okay. We got Super Regional starting tonight, actually. There are uh, a couple of games tonight, including the Cowgirls. They get Oregon tonight, 8 o'clock, up in uh, Stilly. Uh, Georgia and Florida State also play tonight at 6 o'clock in Tallahassee. But the Sooners open play tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock against Clemson. Clemson's got a pitcher, Valerie Cagle, TJ. She's uh, very good. And uh, here's what Patty Gasso and Tiare Jennings had to say about Valerie Cagle and the matchup this weekend with Clemson. Cagle is the name everybody knows, and she is that. She is legit. She is a big-time two-way player, pitcher, hitter. 
they've got speed. They've got a good balance of speed, power. Um, they're very athletic. They've got a very, very good pitching staff, much like ours. They have different looks they can bring at you any time. They have a very good fielding average. This is going to be a battle of two teams that look very similar. We might have a little more power. They might have a little more speed. Here and there, we could look different than each other, but very, very similar. Yeah, she moves the ball really well, um, throws hard, so I think um, it's going to be a really good matchup for us. Um, I think we've, throughout the season, we've also faced a lot of hard pitching and, you know, facing Jordy Ball every day, so that's something that helps us a lot too. But um, she's a competitor, Valerie Cagle, and um, I don't know her personally, but I've seen her. She's a competitor on and off the field, and um, that's something that uh, you got to respect, you know. So um, it's going to be a fun matchup, but I think just her and her game and just to see how our plans are going to be, so it's exciting. Interested to talk to Chris and see uh, who he thinks Patty will throw in game one tomorrow. I mean, I could see Jordy, obviously. I could see Starocco. Uh, they went with Nicole May in game one of the regional, but that was Hofstra, and she's great. So, I don't know. I don't, I'm interested to see what uh, who Chris thinks they're going to throw against uh, Valerie Cagle in a game one of the Supers tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Final two or three games of Marita Hines Field, assuming construction stays on time and everything. Have you been by there lately? Well, I pass it uh, every time. But you want either going to El Dell or to Stuff's going on. games. So, yeah, it's – There's stuff going on each, on that corner, each day. Teach. Each day uh, there's something – New happening. They're moving dirt. They're moving things around. They got big trucks out there, and mm -hmm. there's you know it looks like they know what they're doing. So far, so uh, you think they uh, refill all the the uh, construction vehicles at Loves, or do they just hit the closest like Seven Eleven there? Like I when they need gas, you know what I mean for the, uh, the tractors a, and the doesn't a Loves gas truck just pull up and fuel them all up? That'd be probably the smart thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I do know if anyone's injured on site, they go to Orthostat because that's who brings you the softball updates. Orthostat and Norman, injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Same day orthopedic care, no appointment needed. Call Orthostat at 405-515-5575 or visit ouchorthostat.com <laughs> to learn more. You see, oh gosh, that was so good. That was really well done. Let's just hope, though, nobody gets injured No, no, on I site. hope nobody gets hurt on site. So, but no. if, like, any anybody ever gets injured anywhere, you know. I'll, I'll, I've uh, used Orthostat. Oh, really? Yeah. Great experience. What, Same remind day. me what what would that? Well, you got the something Bronx's, stuck in your uh, ear, right? Bronx's ankle. No, I didn't get oh. something uh, stuck in my ear. We got X-rays. We got everything done in and out. Uh, kid oh, in yeah. a boot in an hour, maybe an hour and a half. It was quick and they had us taken care of. It was a great experience. So I that have was, used them. I remember talking to uh, Skip about that. That was kind of the first red flag they put next to his recruitment. <laughs> The word, the word soft is next to it. Oh, wow. Soft. Had to go to an orthostat because he thought he broke his ankle and he was fine the next day. <laughs> Low pain threshold. <laughs> he, was, he, he wasn't fine the next day. He was in the boot for a good, I don't know how many weeks. So, <laughs> no, but. he was running all around the next day. He was fine. <laughs> yeah, ortho. What is that website again? Ouch! Orthostat.com. Somebody's a genius in marketing over there at old orthostat. That's really well done by you. Uh-oh, uh I just had an OSU uh, coach come down and look at me and turn around and go back. Uh-oh, 
Uh-oh. I don't know it was a coach. I, it was somebody with the OSU traveling party came down and gave me the old. Yeah. How do you the like the Sooner Magic now, baby? Gave me the old evil eye. <laughs> it's just me. It's just Toby rolling down here doing a radio show. It's okay. Okay, so we got volleyball tomorrow. We we talked about that. How are you feeling about OU's chances in the Super there, Teach? <laughs> I'm feeling just feel fine, positive? Clark. Feeling just fine. <laughs> Put a, you just heard, though, that this Kegel's apparently really good. So uh, I'm sure she is. I'm sure she's fantastic. Give me a, give me a percentage chance on uh, OU advancing to the Women's College World Series. Advancing to the Women's College World Series. I'm going higher than my percentage was for OU to be a lot now. Yeah. I'm going uh, 96.475% chance they're in the Women's College World Series. So you're giving Clemson a 3 Point five two five percent chance That's correct. of the upset. That's exactly how I worked out the numbers. Holy That's correct. Cow. What a slap in the face to Patty Gasso this morning <laughs> by T.J. Perry, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Is that a slap in the he face? He has just given Clemson a 3.525% hey, chance someone, of winning. Some, someone's got to put a little chip on their shoulder, you know. They might need That's some good. help. That's right. You're just you're just giving them the old Mike White. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> motivation. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. Um, TJ basically picking Clemson to win the Super Regional, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's basically what I did. Yes. <laughs> we'll see if he's right. We'll see if he's right. It's a bold stance. All right, break time. Live in Arlington today, today, 405-651-3439. If you want to text the show, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line will be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. RK Black brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Can set your office up. Tremendous uh, technology, network solutions, copiers, printers, scanners, document management. Whatever you need, they can keep you up and running. Network you up. 405-943-9800 or rkblatt.com. Baseball Ross here says base running and then has a little uh, kind of grimacing emoji face here. That Kendall Pettis gamble early in the game had me making that face. Um, Remind me. The one where they replayed it, thought um, they had got him on the hill. Oh, yeah. Kind of a... Boy, I thought the base running was extraordinary Well, I was about to say... What's baseball Ross talking about? I don't know. That's what I was about to say. That's the only one that stood out to me, and it worked out. So... um, I don't think there was one that didn't work out last night, was there? Every base they stole, they were safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they did a lot of first to third. They uh, tagged and advanced on several fly balls. They had some sack flies. They were very aggressive. I don't remember one that didn't work out. Oh, hold on. He says, read the above message. There was more. Loved plate and base running approach by the Sooners last night. Uh, Jackson Nicholas errors over the last several games is kind of curious. Sooners are in the NCAA Oh, okay. He had misspelled base, and he was correcting himself. The uh, face okay. was for gotcha. okay. So he was gotcha. down for how they uh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Now they I were understand. they were they were very aggressive. Sorry, and, and baseball Ross. Good. 
I misrepresented you there. Yeah, Jackson dropped another pop-up last night. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's in his head a little bit, but that's tough. Do the Rangers ever – like, you, you're up – that ball goes up into those rafters, and it's kind of going up in through the beams and stuff, it looks like, at least to the eye, and it's it's at that height. I mean, I, does it ever hit those rafters? Um, ever have pop-ups the Rangers have zero errors at home this year. No, but has the ball ever hit the rafters? Um, not there, that I remember. I'm not saying it hasn't, but not that I remember. I know a, a, a home run. There was somebody that hit a home run that actually got called for hitting the rafters, and the team was arguing that it was a home run. But nothing that I remember like going straight up like a pop-up or anything that I remember. But I'm, it may have. So he needs to catch the pop-ups. I'm not getting yes, an excuse. Yes. But like that pop-up was up like rafter height. You know, it's up there to where it didn't hit a rafter, but it was high enough that it could have. And then you've got, like, it's the, it was still light outside, so you've got rafter and you've got sunlight coming through the, um, you know, it's glass up there. And so I could see how that's tricky, but he has he has had two or three errors, you know, the last two or three games. And so boy, that, one, that one got scary because it kept the inning going. And then they ended up getting the tying run to the plate there, and fortunately they got out of it. But he was much better at the plate last night. That's encouraging. Like, Jackson had a really good night at the plate last night. That would be awesome if he would get get hot here. Good morning, fellas. I'm good sitting, morning. In, sitting in the Vegas airport on mm. my way back from vacation listening to you guys. Best morning show in America. Wow. Wow. Take that, Howard Stern. Thank you, Michael Strait. Take man. that. Yeah, Thank wow. You. Wow. This percentage talk. Still drunk, got- it sounds like, from his <laughs> Vegas vacation. Whoever that is. <laughs> you know. Uh, this percentage talk has got my dyslexia going haywire. <laughs> Brian and Tulsa. There is a chance we're overthinking this OU baseball thing. Oh, we definitely are. We overthink everything. That's what we're supposed well, to do. I'm just saying, there is a chance that. The committee gets in that room and they look at their numbers and they go, "Well, that team's in. Who's next?" But that's yeah. what I'm doing. But I kind of like them, so I can see why I'm approaching it that. But you we look at homers. their numbers, and that's exactly what it should be. Except, don't look at their conference record and, and yeah. finishing spot. You should be able to, like, when you submit your final uh, stats, your metrics to the committee, you should be able to block out one. Just stat. admit one thing, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we would like you to not consider our record in game ones of series, please. <laughs> uh, KP's speed. Saved the day late in the game on that hit that almost burned Ooh. him and would have scored runs. They are good. They are. I, I've said it many times this year. There may be some long timers, some old timers around OU baseball who can correct me, and I'm not going to argue with you. I've been following OU baseball since I was a kid. Um, obviously closer the last couple of decades, but, I mean, I go all the way back to watching the Big 8 tournament at All Sports Stadium. I don't think I've ever seen a better outfield defensively than this one. Um and definitely I'm talking OU, but I don't maybe across the board. Like 
Pettis and Spikerman are next level speed and glove. And Madrin is sneaky really good. Like he covers a lot more ground than you think he would at five foot eight. So they are extraordinary out there. It's another reason why this ballpark is perfect for them, man. Because there are there there are acres of ground in the outfield at Globe Life Field, and they can cover it. And a lot of teams can't. Yeah, if there's been a better one in the history, especially with just how they can close on things, I don't I don't know who they would be. So, so you were talking earlier. We were talking about you know Pete and some of the. So there was a point where who was the who was the catcher that we were playing in left field because they were trying to get his bat in the lineup. Um, Rene Martinez, right? Rene oh, Martinez. Yes. So there was a, a period of time where it was wasn't it Justin Mitchell and Renee Martinez, or am I mixing up my teams here? That uh, maybe those two didn't right cross. Somebody we were trying to get somebody else in the lineup and still wanted Renee's bat, so they would put him in left field once in a while. And that's not an abnormal thing. Like uh, you, you will see teams. Say, all right, well, we know he's not an elite defender, but we want to get, and this is just an example, but we want to get Nolan McClain in our lineup, but Binge is DH in tonight, so let's just put him in right field. Now, Nolan McClain is a fine outfielder. He doesn't necessarily, he's got a cannon of an arm. He doesn't cover a ton of ground. I would put Nolan Schubert kind of in that same category, TJ. Obviously an elite hitter. He's an average defender, but you could put him out in the left field, right? I mean, there's a lot of teams that have, Usually your center fielder is pretty good or really good. Your two corner outfielders may or may not cover a lot of ground. You know, and on a lot of teams, you may just want their bat in the lineup and you hope the ball's hit to them. Like, that's not the case with OU. Like, they got guys who can flat haul out there, which is fun to watch. Toby hopes that Bronx is apparently the next Chase Daniels. Hey. A little booger eater can make all the money he wants to yeah. on the sideline over there. Yeah, I mean, I hope Bronx is the next um, Tony Romo. Or, or I only said that because he went on to even have like a long broadcasting career afterwards, not because I want him. I, I didn't mean to trigger you by that. I hope he's the next Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or whatever. Yeah, the case I, I think may we're be. on the wrong sport anyway. So, oh, that's true. I hope he's the next. Um, Uh, what's the guy out at the Angels who I've never seen hit? Mike Trout. Mike Trout. I hope he's oh. the next Mike Trout. Wow. What improvement but he's made. <laughs> I was just correcting what he said. He's like, I hope he's the next Davis Bevel because he can get a scholarship. And I was like, just dream bigger than that. You know, let's if we're going to sit the bench, let's sit the bench and get a million-dollar paycheck while you're doing it. So. Uh, Brad in Bartlesville says, um, if the Sooners lose tomorrow – it's TJ's fault, and I'm calling and texting the dork. Yeah, I'm five, sorry five, I left. Five, sorry, I left that uh, little three percent chance in there. You know, uh, the Rangers have had college night promotions in recent years at the ballpark, and take turns honoring local Big Twelve schools in the area, including OU, with the Block T themed ball cap in the school colors and a mini school logo on the back. Um, Hang on. Are you saying TCU is wearing the 
ballpark giveaway hats yesterday? They do look similar to that when they do those nights, and then you get like OU group discount tickets and stuff. So, um, so when they have an TC- OU night, do they give away a hat with a red T on it, like a crimson T on it? Yes, and then it says OU on the side of the hat. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's the best. It's still a terrible idea to wear that hat at the Big 12 tournament. Like, it looks like a Texas hat. But at least if that's it, there is some logical reason behind it other than TCU having a meeting and saying, you know, why don't we just ignore the C and the U in our name and just have some ball caps that have a T on it? That's stupid. (laughs) So maybe it is a tip of the cap to the Rangers in some way. Uh, Two questions here, two separate texters, but I'll ask them both. Toby, are you sure it's Carmichael tonight? And this texter says, Toby, what dugout are we tonight? I want to sit near the team. I have not officially heard that it's Carmichael tonight. I would be shocked if it's not. So I guess I'm not sure. There has not been an announcement as to who the starting pitcher will be. So, no, I'm not sure. But I think it will be. OU, so the rule now in the Big 12 tournament is the higher-seeded team is the home team in every game. So as the seven seed, OU will be the visiting team tonight against the six seed, Texas Tech, which means same dugout, first base dugout tonight. The only way OU could be anything but the visiting team here is if they play Kansas in the championship game. Other than that, they're going to be wearing gray a lot. Most important question of the day, maybe. If K-State gets eliminated today, does Toby get his own booth? So, I don't know. When I went over there yesterday, and by the way, I did not have any sort of verbal altercation with Brett Yormark. I never saw him yesterday. Uh, avoiding you. But you remember, TJ, I was really ready to give him a piece of my mind yesterday. Um, it looked to me like they were like temporary placards. They were definitely temporary placards on the door, which made me think, well, this is a day-to-day thing. Like, it, like the team, there were two teams that had their own booth, and it wasn't the one and two seeds. It was like OSU and... Uh, I can't remember the other one. It wasn't Texas. It was maybe maybe like Texas Tech or something like that. I don't remember. And I was like, oh, this is just random. Like, this is a day-to-day thing, and they've randomly just assigned these booths. So I think that the situation is not going to be OU and Kansas State together every day. I think that uh, I think that's going to be broken up. And it really, honestly – was just something fun to complain about because when I got over there yesterday, they were out of there before I needed to set up anyway, and it didn't matter one hill of beans that I was sharing a booth. So I had a little, I had to do a little uh, sage around the booth after because K State got run <laughs> ruled. Got, got run ruled, yeah. And so I had to get rid of all the the bad juju in there, but um, yeah, it worked. So yeah, maybe, maybe we'll take a break. Back after this in Arlington. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510.
If you joined us late today, uh, we've heard from Skip Johnson. We've heard from Patty Gasso, Tiari Jennings. We're about to hear from John Spikerman. Uh, and uh, TJ's picked Clemson to win the Super Regional in softball this weekend. By the way, the NCAA Men's Golf Championships start tomorrow at Greyhawk out in Scottsdale. Uh, is that a Greyhawk? Gray is hawk. that what that was? That okay. Was. I've been working I like on that. it. Yeah. Uh, round one of four, hopefully four tomorrow. So um, they play three, and then after 54 holes, they narrow the field to 15. It starts with 30 teams. After the third round, they narrow the field to 15, and then after the final round, they narrow it to the top eight, and then those teams go play uh, match play until we have a national champion at the end of it. So round one tomorrow out at Greyhawk. Well, Reggie Willits uh, shuffled the lineup last night here in Arlington, moving John Spikerman back to the leadoff role where he was so much of last year and the first half of this year. Uh, Kendall Pettis into the two-hole last night. It was a significant adjustment, and Spike delivered. He was fantastic, two hits, three walks. I think he saw 35 pitches or so in his six at-bats. He had stolen bases. He was electric, and we had a chance to talk to him on the field after the game. John Spikerman, he's putting it in his ear right now. Spike, can you hear me? Yeah, what's up? Toby up here in the booth. First off, congratulations. Huge win for you guys today. Thank you. Thank you. Tell me about the, the decision to move you back to leadoff today. How would you feel about that? Yeah, uh, you know, Reggie let me know uh, a couple days ago um, that it might be a possibility, and then uh, this morning he confirmed that, you know. Being in the five-hole the last couple months, uh, I haven't really changed my approach. You know, I've been a leadoff hitter hitting in the five-hole, and so I knew uh, with the way things have been going lately, it'd be, uh, it'd be good for us. And so I didn't really change nothing, just uh, the, the spot in the lineup. I don't know what the final total was, but you saw somewhere in the neighborhood of 35 pitches in your six at-bats today. Hmm. You kept fouling off pitches. You were in full counts. You were drawing walks. It seemed like you were really seeing it well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, uh, you know, I feel like I've been seeing it well for, for a few weeks now, and uh, I was just trying to do everything I can to, uh, you know, take it one pitch at a time, uh, fight pitch to pitch, and, uh, you know, be a gritty guy in the box, and uh, be successful today. Always fun to beat those guys, isn't yeah. it? Especially after the weekend. Yeah, it was great. You know, it's a it's a tone setter for for the upcoming week, and uh, you know that's one where we, we got a lot of work to do. So, what is it about this building, Spike? Uh, I don't know, but uh, you know it's a great place, and uh, we we love playing here. So, way to go! Thanks for sticking around, Force Man. Thanks, Toby. That it was the seventeenth game OU has played at Globe Life Field. And it's been open for, what, like a month and a half, TJ? How this something, place like, is... something like that, yeah. I mean, it opened during COVID. Yep. Right? Because mm-hmm. they had the World Series here. Right. During COVID. 17 games in this building. And they'll play 18 today. They'll play at least 19. They are 11-6 and six here. And they have won, obviously, five straight. Well, they've won every Big 12 tournament game they've ever played here. They're 5-0 and here in the uh, Big 12 tourney. So, yeah, they like it. And 
you know, you look at that 11 and 6 record. I don't have the list of games in front of me, but like they have for the most part played really good opponents here. In fact, some of those six losses have been against some of the lesser opponents they've played here, like Abilene Christian earlier this year. But those are Big 12 tourney wins plus some of those early season, you know, State Farm Classic or whatever against high caliber. I think they beat Auburn here to open a season, if I remember correctly. Uh, I can't remember who else that weekend. Maybe maybe a, a Nebraska here I can't I, anyway they play well in this building and they're opening the season here next year again in what is now the Shriners Classic Shriners I don't know if they're sponsoring the event in Arlington and Houston or if they've changed their sponsorship from Houston to Arlington because that uh minute that tournament Minute Maid used to be the Shriners Classic and I don't know maybe it still is but they're calling this one here next year the Shriners Classic to open the season. Tennessee, Oregon, and Nebraska will be the three opponents in some order. But that'll be fun. Um, Vols clocked them pretty good down in Houston last year, so it'll be fun to take another swing at those guys. And uh, Oregon's going to be an NCAA tournament team this year. they got a good program. So, anyway, 7.30 tonight. The uh, final game of the day, OU and Texas Tech, and we'll see what the pitching matchup is a little bit later on. Okay, Teach, uh, what else on the text line do we need to get to before we get Chris Blank in here? Anything lingering? Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I heard Toby on the OU broadcast last night talk about a partner for OU baseball called Nacho Express, but I can't find them on a Google search. Okay. That's one of our concession partners, so... I guess that is a concession. Is there a Nacho Express concession stand at Owen Field? I would assume so. There's or nachos, at, uh, at, so uh, I would assume that that's who does Lloyd the nachos. Lloyd Noble Center maybe or something like that? Yeah. The, I, I don't know. I, I don't get to so, partake of the concessions during the game, but that's my guess. If the person asking was looking for like a Nacho Express location, I don't think that's the case. You would, Yeah, you would have to get it at an OU event. Like okay. you can't go to a Nacho Express building, I don't believe. They don't Although have rest, be, they don't have those that'd around be town. Delicious if they did. I love nachos. I love nachos too. I love uh I've talked about this before, but uh nachos in a helmet is uh, maybe the number one ranked food item of any ballpark anywhere. Cheese, I want everything on it. I want more jalapenos than you give the normal person. No olives, no olives, but everything else. Just pile it high and deep, please. Looks like Jim's going to go with the Sooner Onion Burger, available at the Big 12 tournament, different food for each team again. So, Yeah, they're doing what they did at the basketball event, and I thought it was the same foods, so I need to look into this because apparently it's different foods here because if you remember, the OU item at the Big 12 basketball tournament was like an Indian taco, and here it is an onion burger. Uh, so I need to see what all the different – maybe for tomorrow's show we can investigate what each of the different teams' uh, item is that uh, that they have special uh, Big 12 menu here. Did Toby really just ask who the guy is on the Angels that he hasn't seen hit? Come on, T-Row. He's the Mickey Mantle of today's baseball. 
Yeah, that's kind of a running joke on this show. Thanks for listening. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a Mike Trout at bat live. I've only seen, and that's honest. Like that, I'm not talking about in person. I'm like at a lot, an actual baseball game. I, I've seen highlights on Sports Center, but that's probably not true because two or three years ago the Angels played the Reds. So I'm sure I saw a Mike Trout bat. But the point is this. For as great of a player as he is, and a first ballot Hall of Famer, I don't know about the Mickey Mantle of our era, but he's he's unbelievably good. He's completely out of yeah my viewing. Like I never, ever, ever, ever watch an Angels baseball game. He's the most. This isn't meant as a shot because he's a Hall of Famer. He's the most unrecognizable, unpushed, unnoticeable superstar in the history of baseball. That's at the level that he is. Yeah. Where the casual sports fan has no idea who Mike Trout is. It's a shame that he – well, it's not a shame, but if he was a Yankee or a Cardinal or anywhere, you know, east of the Mississippi, he would be through the stratosphere in his Q rating. All right, break time. Uh, Chris Plank will help us wrap up the show next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com.